Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Goodwill Addicts Podcast. Today we have a one. And it's really, today is about talking about the first round of the playoffs, going over those things. It's a lot of interesting ending to series and a lot of takeaways, things that have happened, injuries. It's really, really good stuff that we're going to talk about today. And then there's been a few games that we've seen. Game one of the Golden State Warriors Memphis Grizzlies game two of that series and game ones of other series and game two and game one of the uh, Bucks versus the Celtics. So, you know, we're going to be breaking down those series in two half minute intervals. We're both going to give our takeaways and we're going to give you guys a really good uh, takeaway from what we're seeing so far. There's some really good things to talk about basketball. So, yeah, Chris, what are your takeaways? What are you thinking about this podcast? Um, well, possibly from like last week, I know that I won a couple bets. <laughs> <laughs> I won a couple bets with the Dallas Mavericks um, beating Utah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why somebody decided to bet against me, <laughs> but they did. And <laughs> hey, I won. <laughs> um, also, I won a recent bet <laughs> with the uh, who was the other team? Oh, yeah. Memphis Grizzlies beating Minnesota. Yeah. I want to bet on that one too. Yeah. So <laughs> I use my cards for evil. So that's what? <laughs> yeah, they they put them away. Uh, I think that's a good transition to the Timberwolves, Grizzlies. What's your uh, one minute takeaway from that series? Timberwolves. How do I put this? Um, I'm gonna try to make it a minute. Okay, so the Timberwolves are like, yeah, they're close. That's that's what I'm gonna say. They're close because every game they lost, yeah, was a win. There are a lot of things they can take away from these games moving forward, and just know that for what is worth, the Timberwolves, you mm-hmm. have a bright future. You're better than what you think you are. It just takes a little bit of confidence because you blew so many leads. Like this, you this was definitely mm-hmm. your series to lose, and you lost it. I don't know if that's a coaching or a personnel problem, but y- you blew so many leads. These all every game that you lost went down to the wire. You you had a lead going into the fourth quarter and going into the third quarter started to they started to chip away at the lead on the third yeah. quarter. Had a lead going into the fourth quarter and lost the game. How many game wing, wing layups yeah, did y'all make? Two. 
he had great games, but these were your games to lose and you lost them. That the I don't believe. I, look, I believe, I'm a wholehearted believer in the Memphis mm-hmm. in the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they can make it far, but the Memphis Grizzlies do not yeah. beat the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves beat themselves. I think that's a great takeaway. I really that's think that take. they have more talent than the Grizzlies, especially the top three guys, and they just don't use them effectively. And um, like one example is I saw D'Lo having end end of game shots in the last 45 seconds of the game. It's just not the right guy that should have the ball in his hands. Anthony Edwards or Cat are the two guys above that. And right off the bat, I have a quick 30-second pitch. Mike Brown. Mike Brown would be a great head coach for this team. Now, he might be the old Cleveland Cavaliers coach that we all remember sucked with the Cleveland Cavaliers, didn't really utilize LeBron the way he should have. But he's been running that Warriors defense for the last five years, and he's been an assistant coach for Steve Kerr for the last five years. And he's a Popovich descendant. That's a lot of ball movement and player movement belief and a guy that's very aware of how to use the post. So, and their biggest weakness is defense. So he'd mm-hmm. be able to fill in a lot of gaps. I just think, I think he deserves a second chance. I think he'd be a perfect fit because they do rely a little too much on the talent. They just don't have a team offense. Um, and I think he could bring in the right people around him to be the passing, to be the good defenders. Just, I, I really believe that that would be a good fit. So um, I think it should be a coaching change and, you know, he can bring a GM from the Warriors or the Spurs. That's a you know somebody in his assistant GM or whatever, whatever you want to use as an example, and they could be a good team. That's my takeaway. Yeah, one other thing I would say that this is this series really just showed the the Timberwolves' age because a veteran team would have put yes. that game away and left it as that yes. and moved on. All these games were winnable. It's just that the young, they were just too young. They were too yes. young for the bright lights. But now they're a little bit, they got a year under their belt together. You know what I mean? Now they can go back next year and they'll be a different team next year. Now, they, now they'll now they know, okay, we made these mistakes. Yes. Now we have to improve on this. They know what they have to improve on. They know what mistakes they have to, I mean, what they have to focus on next year going into the season in order to not have to fights you know so much to maintain these leads that they have like i think it was like a 25 mm-hmm. point lead 39 point lead blown leads these are games that you have won you've you've been winning it since the first quarter since tip off yeah. and you lose the game in the last couple minutes that's just that's just age yeah, that's, that's, that's just being too young too young for the spotlight yeah, i agree so let's shift gears here and let's talk about the warriors versus the nuggets series I don't want to talk about the Warriors versus the Nuggets. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I guess if you don't want to talk, if you don't want to talk about it, I, I think the Nuggets fans have nothing to be feel ashamed about. You got by a better team. Jokic, you know, Jamal Murray's coming back next year. This will be going to be a good top four powerhouse in the West next year. So. Um, I feel like there's nothing bad about that. And, you know, what we were saying this whole year about the Warriors being the best team in the NBA, we're getting shown that we were very, very correct. We had them number one on the power rankings as soon as the year started. Like, as soon as the year started. So, we're watching us be right on that one. So, yeah, this is this is a powerhouse gelling and peaking at the right time. Which is very important. Do you have anything you want to say before we move on to the next series? 
No, it just Golden State is a powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we don't have nothing to be ashamed of, but I still like I wanted them to go far <laughs> this year. I did, and then injuries uh-huh. just messed us all up. Yeah. And now I'm gonna be like, we're just waiting for Jamal Murray to come back. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. I guess. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, so let's kick it to the four and five match at the Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Robert. Oh, I know why you're laughing. <laughs> Rudolph <Yeah>. Gobbert. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Lob threat where? <laughs> oh my god. Defense. Not Can't existed. play him on okay. the floor. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> you got like he's yeah. unplayable. Donovan Mitchell, please. Please, I'm begging you. Go. 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 Yeah. Go now. Go now. If they say it's between you and Gobbert, say that you're better than Gobbert. Throw a I just don't think I'm a good leave. fit here. Like, Gob- <laughs> leave. Leave. Uh, leave. That would be hilarious. Go home. Go somewhere else. Anywhere. Leave Utah mm-hmm. where they are. Don't, don't yeah. ever come back to Utah. Right. They're not a good team. At all. Mm-hmm. Greatly coached. Yeah. But not a good team. Definitely not a good team. Um, Dallas, though, on the other hand, surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. Luka's great. And when Luka was out, who the hell is Jalen Brunson? <laughs> when did this uh, happen? The next GOAT. <laughs> 41. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I, I, when did when did when did he join the roster? I mean, like he came out of nowhere and dropped forty one. So and you you lost that game, lost the game against Luca, won the game of Luca returning, and then lost two straight. It's just how do you you listen? The the ceiling for the Utah will always mm-hmm. be a first to second round exit. That's the ceiling. They will never get any further as long as they have the same personnel because they were. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Rudy Gobert is really got exposed this series, and I feel like everybody has to really know now that the greatest defense (laughs) Gobert Gobert the greatest defensive center is Bam. If you don't have Bam as the greatest defensive center in the NBA, (laughs) then you are not watching basketball very closely because Bam doesn't get played out of series ever. And never will. So I that's Bam is that guy, and he needs to be um, getting that credit. So that's my takeaway. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luca's phenomenal. Luca's a top five player in the NBA. It's a fact. Now he might even be better than KD. Easily. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Suns beating every the Pelicans. Playoff, he gets better. That's a fact. He does get better every playoffs. Ooh. Ooh. Every playoff he gets better. But the Suns beating the Pelicans? Okay, so listen. Here's my take on this. Pelicans, I had some faith in you at one point. I was thinking, okay, we could see another upset kind of playoff because mm-hmm. of injuries, you know? Brooklyn Nets weren't at full power. Not saying that that's why they lost, but they lost because they're not that great of a team. Badly coached, got knocked out by the Celtics. Then Devin Booker has a hamstring injury, 
and technically wasn't supposed to come back because it wasn't reported that he had the injury. So then you kind of get screwed out of, uh, you know, semi's appearance because you would have beat mm-hmm. the sound the suns otherwise but the bright spot in that is that chris paul put some respect on his name puts he put some respect on his name that game that devin booker wasn't supposed to play i think he still would have lost that one i mean i was rooting for pelicans all the way i was like oh yeah pelicans can win this but the way chris paul played he played like he was like I'm not taking no for an answer. I think he scored like mm-hmm. 14, 15 straight, like didn't miss. It was it had like 33, 34 points. And he, <clears throat> he hit that little that little drive stop shoot shot like over like one of the centers and no- knocked it in for the win. Like, yo, put some respect on Chris Paul. That, look, it's a lot of players right now in the NBA that are aging gracefully. And Chris Paul is one of them. Yes. His yeah, game is I, timeless. He'll yeah. always be effective because mm-hmm. it doesn't require a lot of athleticism to do what he does. Nope. Put some respect on his name. Yeah, I think I think we have to start talking about, you know, he's 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 got to be a at least a borderline top five point guard of all time. It, it, that's where he is. He's just so special, um, especially he's, people it, people forget how athletic he was at the beginning of his career with the Hornets. Um, or uh, New Orleans Hornets, I think we were called back then. And uh, he's a special guy. And this team is yeah. plays together. They move without the basketball. They play as one. They pass. It, it, it's a very good system Monty Williams has, has over there. And they, they, they're the favorites to come into the Western Conference Finals facing the Golden State Warriors. And, uh, yeah, that's my takeaway. Are you ready to talk about the Heat versus the Hawks? Let's see what you have. What do you what do you have for me for that series? Yeah. Um I was expecting the Hawks to at least possibly take a game or two. Um mm-hmm. I'm kind of disappointed just in I mean cuz this team was I mean I had a lot of expectations for this team. Mm-hmm. But they just did not shake out how I thought they would. So they would, yeah. you know, and Heat really just, they punched them in the chest. It took their heart early. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't come back from that. Yeah. I mean, they didn't get swept. The only team that got swept is Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. But still, it's just, I would say, you got to go back to the drawing board on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to package some of those young guys up and try to move and get a veteran. Yeah, place. I've been saying that for a while. Talking about how they could have paired guys for, you know, a Beal you you compare yeah. a lot of young they have a lot of young talent on that team uh so i i completely wholeheartedly agree with you with that statement chris and i, I really think that they just need more defensive consistency they were very injured most of the season they didn't really have a lot of their defensive pieces john collins deandre hunter click capella in the playoffs so i mean those are the top three best defenders on a team point blank i mean to be completely straight with you so um yeah it's it's gonna be a good team moving forward they got a lot of young team young growth and the Miami Heat are a really good team in the east really good um let's go to the four or five matchup yeah. was the 76ers versus the Raptors yeah. answer oh 
that one scared me for a little bit. That yeah. one actually scared me. Um, Joel Embiid in the beginning, you know, consistent, really taking over the game. They did win a game with Joel Embiid, and then Joel Embiid hits, gets injured, I think, with the yeah. thumb. Mm-hmm. And then they start taking games, and I'm like, mm, okay, a little worried here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little worried. Yeah. Then they come back, seal the game. <clears throat> but, I mean, now I'm even more worried now after seeing that. I'm not saying that Toronto isn't a good team, but I'm worried about the 76ers because of the production of mm-hmm. James Harden. I'm worried. Yeah. Uh, when when Joel Embiid is down, it, I, he doesn't show up. Yeah. I, I, first things first, a ton of credit to Nick Nurse. Coaching brilliance. What he's done over there is he's a top five coach in the NBA. Um, secondly, with James Harden, you know, as the James Harden mm-hmm. fan in this group, I got to be first to say he cannot be put into top 20 NBA player conversations until we see him be better. But there's too many good players in the NBA right now. I mean, even guys like Donovan Let's Mitchell, D-Book, are better than him right now. Um, it's just he's either lost a step, and this is the way it's going to be for a while, <laughs> Or he's playing with an injured hamstring, I've heard. And he's just going to have to get healthy. It's one of the two. But until we see him next season, he you can't put him in that list. And to be honest with you, he's not enough to really be the player that we all what that I want him to be right now. So, yeah, that's a sad reality. Um, so you ready yeah. to move on to the Bucks versus um. the who they play bucks versus bulls thank you bulls what's your takeaway they played the bulls that was a complete reckoning Mm -hmm. a complete reckoning yes that was a complete reckoning the bucks really truly ran through bulldozed stepped over stomped into the Mm -hmm. ground the bulls every fear i had (laughs) about playing without Lonzo was realized. Only problem I have going for is that well, I, I just don't, I just, I still see the Bulls as a great team. And I think that once Lonzo comes back next year, they incorporate him, work him back in. As long as he can stay healthy and everything like that, mm-hmm. they will be a great team again next year. It's just that they just need a bit more size. I, you know, you see what the Celtics did, what the, I mean, are doing with the Bucks right now is kind of like, mm-hmm. Maybe, but it's kind of—I don't know. If they just get like a little bit more size, that extra defense, really, because they had they like they didn't have Chris Middleton for you know for a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of they ha- they had opportunity there, but they just couldn't close What's the word for it. Yeah, they couldn't execute. There it is. I think when we're talking about the Bucks, this yeah. is a very good team that's very confident after going to the NBA Finals and winning it all next last year. And they're they're the team a team to watch out for in the East right now. And I'm gonna wait, and put what I really want to say on hold for the Boston Celtics Milwaukee Bucks matchup, which we have Boston Celtics versus Nets, the last matchup before we talk about the actual playoff series that are going on right now. What's your takeaway? Oh, actually, you know, Jay, you remember we already went through this. Uh-huh. We already went through Boston Celtics Nets. Yeah, that's true. 
That's when I had said that Katie was. We remember we went through and said <laughs> Katie was in top ten. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I would say not top five. I'd still have him in the top ten, but you you can have your opinion on that one. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? Suns versus Mavericks. Go. Let's hear <laughs> right. it. Yeah. What's what's your take? <clears throat> I've been okay. So so far, I know that mm. I'm about to sound very crazy, right? But I've been picking upsets all the second round. That's where my mind is going. So if, once you hear that, look if you if you can see Jason's face right now, it's all upsets. So I'm saying what? Dallas in seven. Oh 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 oh! <laughs> Chris with the hot takes. Let's hear it. You just made this very interesting. I like it. Da- Dallas and seven. Dallas and okay. seven. Um, we're still working on the. I'm. I'm gonna say you gotta put respect Facts. on Chris Paul for sure. Facts. Put respect on DeAndre Ayton. Put respect on that whole entire team. Over they. They have it all. But I just think that sometimes it comes a point in a great player's career where they rise above adversity. Mm-hmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Three. I mean, at, you know, adversity. And I think that this might be the biggest challenge of Luka Doncic's playoff career so far. Besides the Clippers, the Clippers, who yeah. he almost beat by himself, clearly we see that he's not completely mm-hmm. by himself anymore, you know? So this is this is the time where you have to really galvanize the troops and really lead mm-hmm. them somewhere. Yeah, the, the Phoenix Suns are definitely a powerhouse, for sure. They, they are, they've been here before. They have a lot of, you know... Champion, they have championship Fashion. experience. They want to go back. Mm. They're hungry. They're willing. And they're one of the best teams in the NBA right now. But it comes a time in a great player's career where they have to overcome ab- adversity. LeBron had to overcome the Spurs. You know what I'm saying? Steph had to overcome mm-hmm. LeBron. <laughs> it happens. Bucks never didn't have to go through LeBron. But you know what I mean? Like, this has to happen. Yeah. So I think that this is... Luca's moment. He always plays up to his competition yeah, true. <laughs> in the playoffs and exceeds that's that. That's so some true. Point. That's such a so good point, I just, Chris. I have a feeling that it's gonna that he could that he's just every playoff he really activates playoff yeah. mode. Like he really up jumps yes. above. Luca had forty five yes, the did. first game. Yeah, you don't think he's not going to try to match that? Do it better, like. He he comes up to the level of his competition. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great sign of a competitor and a winner because yeah. he wants to win. I can I can see them 
possibly, possibly going seven. Okay. I don't I think see it being was, a four-zero sweep. I, I think that's a great take. You know, I love Luca. I think he's a top five stamped player in the NBA. And we start talking Luca versus KD. He's that guy. He's better than Kevin Durant. Um, I think it's going to go in five, and the Suns are going to win for a few reasons. Yeah. First things first. DeAndre Ayton has quietly developed good enough post skill to expose small ball. Um, and they're committed enough as a team, giving him post touches. That's actually a factor. Um, and the, the style the Suns play is such a steady style. They get to the same amount of points per game. They play in very efficient basketball. It's just not a good matchup for a team that only has one star and lives off of one player. And... You know, the Suns have a ton of small forwards. Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Devin Booker. That's a lot of bodies you can throw at Luka. So that fit him size-wise. So I just don't see the Dallas Mavericks being able to expose them schematically like they did against Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert couldn't make you pay on the offensive end like DeAndre Ayton can for playing small ball. So... Uh, that's where I don't really think yeah. they have any weaknesses that the Mavericks can expose. That's why I think it'll go five. But I think we will all see every single game why Luka is that guy and why Chris's take just now is not that crazy because how special Luka is. So um, he he's really making the argument to be, I am the best point guard in the league. You have to start talking. It's like him or Steph. And, man, man, is it close. He's pushing Steph Curry, who I think yeah. might have a conversation for the best point guard of all, all time. So this is the kind of realm that he's heading into, which is special. We're watching the growth of uh, one of the greatest players in the NBA. All right. You ready to move it to the Warriors versus Timberwolves, Truly. Chris? Let's see what your take is. Oh, I said I'm picking underdogs and upsets all second round. You said Warriors Grizzlies, yes. right? I'm, I'm picking Grizzlies. Grizzlies and Grizzlies and seven. What? Grizzlies oh seven. my gosh! Again with the upset. Let's go. Okay, let's hear it, Chris. I'm excited. I'm no pad at all. <laughs> Grizzlies and Grizzlies and seven. Grizzlies and seven. The biggest downfall for the Warriors is Draymond Green right now. If he can stay on the floor, they're unstoppable. The fact that he's constantly out, he got ejected, and then he had to leave the game last time too, like that becomes a problem. If he stays on this trend, refs are going to start teeing him up, getting him out of there, and then it's going to be a problem. Now that's just on the Warriors side, but on the offensive side, which is the Grizzlies side, in my opinion, John Morant is the best player in this series. Honestly, without a doubt, he he is really jumping and showing that not that he should like because in my opinion, I mean, you he made a jump, you know, from you know for the most imp- I mean from last year nineteen to like, but he's a star, a legitimate superstar. He will after this series ends, he will be looked at differently, completely differently. Um, this guy is reaching is reaching those superstar heights, and like I said, it becomes a time. <laughs> 
in a great player's career. I mean, it's a little early for Ja, but this could be it, where you have to rise to the occasion. He has the team. He has the personnel. Everybody's playing and firing on all cylinders. I mean, they may lose Dylan Brooke, you know, with that flagrant foul yesterday, but he even rose against, rose above that. They beat, they won convincingly. Um, I mean, just it's five points, but still that's a win. And that was at home too. So we'll see how it goes in Oracle, but I have the Grizzlies winning. I think that Ja is really coming into his own this season. This is his next couple games to lose. They, the ball is in his court. He has to score. He has to really lead his team. He has to put the entire Grizzlies on his back, and I believe he can do it. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. I think Warriors at five. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose another game. Uh, I, I think home court, you got to real. I think the Grizzlies had home court those last two games, so I think they were bound to win one. And the Warriors still have the home court edge, and we all know how crazy that Warriors home court, home stadium advantage is. Steve Kerr is going to coach circles around the Memphis Grizzlies coach. And I would disagree with you. I think Steph is still the best player in the series. Um, and, you know, I think the fact that they won and he still scored that many points by only five is my indicator to say he's not going to score more than 40 every night. They're not going to win every game like that. And either It's a game of the way the Warriors play basketball, team offense, movement, all of those type of things. And, they just have too much talent. They have too much offensive firepower, and there's nothing for the Grizzlies to expose because they're built kind of similarly with multiple guards and the way they play. So, yeah, I think this is going five, and uh, the Warriors roll on, in my opinion. And uh, you, I have some really cool stuff that I want to say about movement offense that I've noticed about the teams that are going to make the NBA uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, but we're going to save that for next podcast. Uh, I just finished Steve Kerr's book, so I'm, like, thinking about these things. So, yeah, let's is, uh, let's go to the uh, Miami Heat versus the 76ers. I'm – that's not an upset for me. It Miami Heat takes that series. Yeah. So sad. It taking in five actually, because Joel and B might be back for game three or four. Too late. And they gonna they gonna win that game possibly, but other than that, it's it's Miami. It's Heat so sad. Four. I mean, it's in so five. sad because the Miami. You know, this would have been a really good series for MB to show how amazing he is. Um, it's so sad that we get the, we don't get to see him get that that challenge, but. The 76ers are nowhere close to the Miami Heat without Joel Embiid. If uh, they were going to win every single game without him on the floor, and I agree with you, it's going to go five. And the Miami Heat are a very, very good team. They have a very consistent level of offense they hit and defense. And a team like the 76ers without Embiid is no chance. Are you ready for the Bucks versus the Celtics? Yeah. Couldn't agree more. What's your takeaways on the Bucks versus the Celtics? Oh, okay. So I'm picking underdogs, right? <laughs> Celtics and six. Wow! Chris going for it all. <laughs> all right, let's hear it. 
Giannis will be Giannis. We know this. He's going to be uh, anywhere from 20 to 40 points. That's just like, mm-hmm. that's really his ceiling. You know, he's not going to drop below that. I don't think the defense will ever be good enough to make him go below that. But shooting percentage and just being just a little bit annoying is what we've seen in game two from Grant Williams. If that can be pretty consistent, we can drop his percentage from, you know, a career high, maybe 60-something percent as what it normally was during the regular season to maybe 36%, which it was in the last game, which was last night. We will see that the subjects can overcome as long as we can get a Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum combo like we saw last night, even something close to that. They don't have to drop 50, 59 points together, 100 and 100 some points, you know, combined. They don't have to do that every night. But as long as they can reach like the 30, the high 30s, you know, together, have that kind of output, they're going to beat this team. As long as Chris Middleton doesn't come back. That's the difference maker. Yeah, uh, I'm going... If Chris Middleton's back by game three, I'm going Bucks and six. If he's back by game four, I'm going Bucks and seven. If he's back by game five, I'm going Bucks and seven. If he's back by game six, I'm going Bucks and seven. All right. <laughs> um, the reason why is, yes, the Celtics are a good team, but I think we're watching the birth of the best player in the NBA. The reason why is he is so selfless. We with the gimmicky defenses really did used to work against Giannis Antetokounmpo, but it does not work anymore. He is just such a good passer, so good at using his threat to score and attack the basket and manipulating every inch of possible manipulation and impact that can happen from him on an NBA basketball game. He is 6'11", he makes the right play, and he averages 30 10 and 5. 30, 12, and 6. This is the best defensive player on the floor. This is the best player in the NBA right now. This is this is that this is that guy. Giannis is that guy. And I think we're just gonna watch him dominate the series. It's it's gonna be Brook Lopez is in the corner. What are you gonna do? The whole series. And he's just gonna dominate with all the spacing. And when Chris Middleton gets back, it's it's a wrap. Put him, put him in the coffin. The Celtics are too small, funny enough, because the Brooklyn Nets just got exposed by the Celtics being too big. Um, it's it's Giannis, and we're watching the birth of that guy, where it's like he is going from a superstar to this is the best player in the NBA. We're watching a guy that we can rank in top 10 all time. We're watching a guy try to become a GOAT right now. And I think we have to start taking perspective here that he's doing this and dominating a while without Chris Middleton. Him and Drew Holiday is very comparable to LeBron and Larry Hughes. It, it's starting to be comparable to LeBron James. And that's special. And he is special. And we're witnessing greatness. And I think he's too much for the Celtics. That's my takeaway. And it's funny that you say that because in the beginning of the season, yes. preseason, and even last year, I mean, last season, at the end of last season, we both had a podcast mm-hmm. where we went on here and you said this, the window for the Suns and the Bucks have closed. Mm-hmm. So now we're reneging on that. Is The window is wide open is what you're telling me. Yeah, I, it's just it's the Giannis window. It's 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 when you have Giannis, all things are open. 
uh, he's getting to that point in time, Chris, <laughs> where it is domination at a superior level. Uh, it's size, speed, quickness, good play. Like, yeah. basketball purists love him because he's so selfless. Like, the dude has no, no ego. It's insane. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it. That's just who he is. This is this is a lot of people from old times basketball, John Wooden fans. You know what I mean? Those kind of guys, old heads, who probably love watching Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, so we have a little more time than I thought at this point in time. So let's let's talk about who you think would win in your Western Conference Finals, and I'll think, talk about who I think is going to win in my Western Conference Finals. Oh, who who would I have? I would have Minnesota. Dallas. <laughs> and who was the other? In Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. I mean, no, not Minnesota. Memphis. Dallas. Memphis. All right. Memphis would win. John Morant in the NBA Finals. Win. Okay, okay. Yeah, what about your them. Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. Did I, oh, Celtics. Yes. Versus Heat. That's an interesting. Celtics at seven. It'd be a great series. They're built very similarly. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, if, but if they overcome the Bucks, then they would officially be the best team in the East. So they would, without a doubt, I think that they would have it to go in, to run into right. the Heat. Celtics versus Celtics Grizzlies in your NBA Finals. Wow, Celtics, you got the Celtics as the best team in the Celtics NBA right, right now. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Love to see it, Chris. Love to see it. I think in my Western Conference Finals, yeah. I would have the Warriors in six because they both play team basketball. Um, and in the East, I'm having the Bucks. The Bucks come out the East in six versus the Miami Heat. Um, be a good series. They play both offensively. Giannis is just too much. But Eric Spolstra is going to be you know, really going in-depth with that coaching battle there. And I got the Warriors beating the Bucks in. We're gonna go six, because Giannis's size difference is gonna be an interesting factor. But Draymond Green being the best defensive player in the world, he's a power forward matching up with Giannis is you know about the worst matchup you can have for Giannis. So um, I think I think the Warriors are gonna still win the NBA Finals. But I got the Bucks coming out of the East now. I am. You know, this Giannis is reaching a level of greatness that is impressive. We got to start talking about him versus Kobe, him versus Bird, him versus Magic, him versus Tim Duncan, him versus David Robinson, him versus Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, these conversations can be started to be had. So, special. Special. We're witnessing the birth of that guy, and he's that guy right now. Quick, quick, quick! Little side note: Did you know that Steph Curry has never played LeBron at full power, and when he did, they lost. Well. I'm talking about like fully, like the full team. Like the first time they won, no Kyrie, no Kevin Love. When the Cavs won the next year, they had Kyrie and Kevin Love 
full power mm-hmm. team. Next yeah. year, there was was there no Kyrie? Uh, yeah, KD. I mean, you yeah, had KD too. Yeah, KD. So he's never he beat LeBron at full power. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Still, he's never beat LeBron at full power. Hmm. Yeah, I. It's a little side note. I, I think I thought Le- about just recently. Le- huh? I mean, he, he. We're talking about the goat here, so you know, LeBron overcomes all. He just, you know, he he just overcomes. That's LeBron James's yeah. nature. Um. Yeah, and we're witnessing True. the the birth of a great one. True, it is. Greatness in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely have an extremely, like, sure. something in the front of my head about basketball. It has to do with, like, team movement and player movement and offensive schemes moving back in time a little bit to an older time frame of basketball that um, just look at the top four teams, the Heat, the Bucks, the the Warriors and the Suns play a very different brand of basketball than was being played five years ago by the Houston Rockets, for example. So next podcast, you're definitely going to want to tune in and hear this breakdown because I got something in the top of my head that's going to be really fun to listen to. That's a fact. You always want to do it because you know what? You heard it here first. I mean, we said at the beginning of the season the Warriors were that team, so you know it is what it is. Uh, Well, do you have anything else you want to say, Chris? Yeah. You got anything, Jay? I got nothing other than we really appreciate you guys. You know, to listen to our podcast, real uh, valuable listeners. We really have the goal of trying to reach those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're really trying to read these things. We're trying to grow our community, grow the people that listen to our podcast. And we're always trying to have a group that you guys can talk to and other people you could talk to with basketball. And, you know, it's just it's going to be a natural group that's growing. So we really appreciate those uh, reviews and downloading the podcast and likes and listening to everything. You know what I mean? We really appreciate you guys. And, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say, Chris? Nope. Just thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in every time we drop something. Thank you for commenting and liking and just being a big support. Yep. Thank you for joining our community and becoming one of us. Appreciate it. Thank you.